show of Five Track Fam. I'm AJ. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and Atlanta United were finally able to scratch that seven-year itch. They beat the New York Red Bulls in the regular season. Of course, Atlanta United had beat them in the 2018 MLS Cup playoffs, but yes, uh, finally, Atlanta United break the duck and... They beat them 1-0 at the Benz. But uh, yeah, to start this match, uh, that starting 11, uh, Derek Etienne came in to the uh, starting 11 for uh, uh, Andrew Gutman, of course, and Caleb Wiley moved to left back. And of course, uh, yeah, you also saw the uh, inclusion of uh, Almada, Yakumakis, and Robinson as well. Uh, and yeah, you know, we, we had them all return and it was a lot better. It was a ton better than against the Columbus crew, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was not the prettiest match though. Pretty chippy. Uh, yeah, there were 30 fouls committed. And 10 yellow cards issued by the ref. And uh, yeah, in that first half, it was uh, a lot of play that was broken up. Six yellow cards in that first half. But uh, yeah, we were able to gain the lead from Yorgos Yakomakis's, uh first ever uh, or second ever goal for us. Uh, but uh, yeah, getting into... Uh, yeah how we uh, we set up a little bit. Uh, Wiley at left back, Etienne Jr. at left wing. Um, yeah, you know, it definitely seemed like uh, there was a little bit of chemistry, definitely something to, uh, to work towards a little bit, but uh, I mean, I think it was just the nature of this match, which was very start-stop. But uh, yeah, that, uh, that goal of ours well, uh, Etienne, he uh, he was part of it on the left wing. There was uh, uh, he received a ball from Miles Robinson, and quite a beautiful ball, really. But uh, yeah, he took on his defender one on one. Etienne did, and Almada he was uh, wide open, about 25 yards out from goal, and uh, yeah, he ripped a shot and. Uh, it required a save from uh, their keeper, Cornell. And yeah, it tumbled out of his hands and then into the six-yard box where Yorgos Yakomakis he was able to pounce like a poacher and put the ball in the back of the nets on that rebound. Seventh minutes and uh, yeah, his second goal of the season. And he is the first... Uh, uh, he is the first uh, player to, uh, yeah, pretty much score in back-to-back matches in his first two starts. So, uh, yeah, definitely a really good stat there. Uh, you know, hopefully he can keep that going. But, uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, in that, uh, that first half, I mean, just more chippiness. Uh, second half... You know, going into that with a 1-0 lead, we, uh, yeah, we definitely, we were trying to play out of uh, 
their high press, and it was a little shaky at times. But uh, yeah, we uh, you know we were able to kind of stave them off. I mean, uh, yeah, it was definitely one of those where uh, we had to do some last ditch tackling in order to uh, prevent a shot on goal in that uh, early on in the first or early on in the second half. And uh, yeah, even as well, uh, yeah, they nearly equalized in the 64th minutes. Uh, yeah, it was after an uh, LA United corner uh, sent the ball back. Uh, Red Bulls, they created a takeaway that led to a counterattack. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty much, there wasn't really much to, uh, to challenge their striker, Van Zier. And uh, yeah, but unfortunately for them, uh, but fortunately for us, it was a shot that went wide. But uh, yeah, and then seventy uh, third third minutes, we uh, yeah made some changes. Uh, Mitchell Chol and Mateus has set to replace Sadich and Etienne. And uh, I mean, yeah, Mitchell Chol he took on some men and he definitely skinned some men. It was uh, a pretty decent display by Chol. Uh, Mateo Sosetu, yeah, they uh, kind of missed the sitter there. Uh, there was a, uh, a really good run from uh, Lennon from a ball from Adaruju, and Lennon, he was able to pull it back, uh, and yeah, it's in the six-yard box, and Mateo Sosetu, yeah, open shot, but yeah, he skies it over, and it, uh, yeah, that's a chance gone that could have, uh, could have been really bad. I mean, yeah, if uh, we had coughed up a lead, but thankfully we were able to, you know, uh, hold them there and, uh, yeah, preserve this one goal lead. And, uh, yeah, six minutes of stoppage time, we were able to. Uh, get our second clean sheet of the season and our first ever regular season win over Red Bulls. So uh, a very uh, good win in the sense that uh, we needed the points. Uh, it keeps us, uh, you know, in the uh, the high position we are in the league in the early part of this season. But yeah, I mean, we uh, of course, uh, yeah, definitely uh, in terms of dominating the stats uh, XG at 1.27 uh, possession 59 to 41 uh, I mean yeah you know our uh, our shots on target were uh, a lot better but the Red Bulls actually had more shots than we did and uh, yeah it ultimately we uh, we did enough <laughs> wasn't the prettiest but uh, a gritty win nonetheless and a great staff from the game. Franco Abaro's 14 duels won were tied for the second highest total in MLS this season. He's won 10 plus duels four times this season in six matches. So really, really good stat there. I mean, he is a, yeah, just really uh, holding it down in the center of the pitch right now for us and breaking up play. And uh, yeah. You know, a guy that has uh, been maligned in uh, some uh, some of the past, but uh, he is definitely putting uh, his foot right in the other part of this season. But 
yeah, that pretty much does it for the match review. And uh, Ellie and I will play New York City FC over the weekend, and I will have that match preview later on in this episode. But. Let's get to the news, and LA United are in second in the Eastern Conference, uh, the only team in the East to be undefeated is FC Cincy, but uh, of course, yeah, we lost against Columbus Crew, and uh, yeah, they are sitting in fourth, but uh, yeah, uh, you also have uh, yeah Orlando in seventh, and uh, Charlotte as well in the dredges in 14th so definitely very interesting uh that uh that eastern conference early on it's uh yeah very uh you know kind of uh i think lopsided a little bit to a degree where you know f or montreal cf with uh wilford nancy uh switching sides to columbus now you know they're doing much better so very fascinating uh, table, uh, really, uh, to look at. But uh, moving on from that, the U.S. Open Cup second round uh, started this week and runs through Thursday. And LA United will learn their third round opponents on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. So, uh, yeah, there's a high chance that it could be the Charleston Battery again. But, uh, yeah, it's usually pretty regional, so we will find out. Uh, on Thursday, but uh, in an article on the Athletic, Felipe Cardenas uh, he uh, basically uh, really uh, delved into Tiago Almada and his, uh, you know, his the chances and where he might be going. Uh, I mean, there there is the the elephant in the room pretty much in the sense that Thiago Mata probably is not long for Atlanta United uh, and there is a high possibility that he will go to Europe maybe in the summer maybe in the winter we will find out but uh, yeah he basically pontificated who uh, which team might be trying to uh, go in for him but uh, he also mentioned a quote from Messi uh, and their time together, Thiago Almada and uh, Lionel Messi at Argentina, that uh, he said, quote, uh, Thiago plays loose, he's very fast, and he has a lot of 1v1 ability. Uh, he's very clever, and he's not afraid of anything. He'll go at you. And, uh, yeah, he basically uh, loves the early uh, flashes of potential and uh, you know, basically, there's high praise from uh, Lionel Messi. I mean, when Messi is complimenting you, I mean, that's ain't a ain't a bad thing, right? But uh, as well, Amada he uh, told the Athletic in March that uh, quote, honestly, every day there are less number tens. Uh, he said also quote, I grew up watching Juan Roman Raquelme and I always wanted to play like him. I try to do the things that he did and also mold myself to modern football, but I consider myself a number 10. Raquelme is my one and only idol. I was lucky enough to meet him. He was Argentine football's last enganche. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely very interesting because uh, yes, in terms of Almada, and, uh, you know, uh, how he sees himself, 
you know, yeah, in the modern game, there just aren't as many number 10s anymore. And uh, yeah, it's very fascinating to see, uh, you know, who might pick him up because yeah, he would definitely have to play maybe a little bit more as a two-way player, which, uh, you know, Amada does pretty well already, but uh, definitely more so in, uh, you know, probably the teams that he might uh, be linked with. But uh, on to some of the uh, the quotes from uh, the press conferences during the week. Machop Chol, he, uh, he talked about his time with South Sudan, and, uh, yeah, he was definitely glowing. He... Uh, Got a little teary-eyed, apparently, as well, uh, in that it was his first time back there with the national team, and uh, he was born in South Sudan in 98 and moved to Georgia in 2000. And, uh, yeah, the uh, in terms of uh, Machopchol talking about, uh, you know, the uh, playing as a number nine as well, he... Uh, yeah, did so in college for a year, and uh, but that he's uh, as well playing as a winger is, uh, you know, for him being confident, taking guys on 1v1, and uh, yeah, trusting your team if there's a turnover. But uh, yeah, also as well, Juanjo Parata, he spoke about, uh, and uh, we. Yeah, you know, the new challenges for him about playing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, he has not played there, but uh, yeah, you know, the uh, apparently the lessons from the Red Bulls game could be applied there. As, uh, yeah, it is definitely a small pitch. And so if they press high, then there's, you know, more, uh, there's condensed space to play in. But uh, yeah, right now he also mentioned that uh, the team's playing good football, but uh Having the fight they didn't last year uh, is pretty much the difference uh, so far. And that uh, is very fascinating of a quote. But uh, yeah, and uh, last bit of news is that LA United 2, they picked up their first point of the 2023 season uh, with a 1-1 draw against the New York Red Bulls 2. And uh, in the MLS Next Pro League, teams go to a shootout when there is a draw. And the visitors earned, unfortunately, that point after a 5-4 shootout win. So, uh, unfortunately, that was the case. But uh, as far as our goal scorer, Eric Lopez, he uh, was able to score in this match. And, uh, yeah, give LA United to the early lead. But, uh, of course, yeah, that 5-4 shootout victory for the New York Red Bulls, too. Uh, gave them the shootout victory but uh the twos they return to action next sunday they travel to face nycfc2 in the first road match of this of this 2023 season so definitely a lot of mirroring from the uh the first team and the second team for sure but uh, that does it for the news and gets us to the match preview and the aforementioned, yes, LA United 2, or LA United also will be playing NYCFC uh, 7.30 on Saturday at Yankee Stadium. And NYCFC sit in sixth in the Eastern Conference so far this season. Two wins, two draws, two losses. And last match, they drew the New England Revolution, who are in third. So, uh, yeah, no slouches from uh, from that so far. 
But uh, in terms of NYCFC, uh, yeah, you know they've uh, they've kind of cycled through some coaches, uh, but uh, yeah, Nick Cushing right now is their um, you know is their head coach, and right now as well, uh, yeah, they are in that sense uh, a team that's a little bit uh, yeah transitioning. They've uh, they've lost a lot of. Big names, Maxi Morales, he uh, returned to his boyhood club in Rossing Club. Uh, Sean Johnson has moved to Toronto FC, their longtime goalkeeper. And Alex Callens, who we were linked to, of course, uh, moved to uh, Spanish side Girona FC. And uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, very, very interesting. Um, Yet, you know. There's a bunch of very, very uh, kind of long-time NYCFC players that helped them win the MLS Cup are now gone. But key acquisitions, Matt Fries, he's uh, their new goalkeeper. Uh, Brian Kufre, uh is Argentine left back. And Mia Elenich, uh, it's a right back as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, a reformed back line and with a goalkeeper as well. It's a, uh, yeah, definitely a side that uh, may not be the most well-versed at playing at Yankee Stadium. But, uh, yeah, you know, obviously our players as well, uh, you know, just uh, once in a while also play at Yankee Stadium. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the predictions from the pundits around the league, they have them finishing as low as 10th and as high as 2nd. So definitely some wild fluctuation there. Uh, probably a team that's a little bit hard to predict with so much turnover from uh, their MLS Cup winning season. So uh, last season they uh, finished 3rd, but uh, yeah, will they finish as high this season? It will remain to be seen, but... Uh, yeah, moving on to LA United and uh, our unavailable players, Ozzy Alonso, uh, still in individual training, uh, probably unavailable. Andrew Gutman, he was uh, back in some individual training as well. Uh, and uh, but you know that uh, adductor injury, he was able to return. So uh, you know that is a good sign at least. So. Uh, getting into that predicted starting 11 then. Braggersand between the sticks. Lennon, Robinson, Purata, and Wiley, uh, I think, are uh, persisting at the back line. Ibarra and Sadich uh, in midfield. Almada at the 10. Luis Araruju and Derek Etienne at the wings. And Yorgos Yakomakis up top. So, what do you guys think? Uh... Will it be uh, anything different from last match? I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, the the less that you need to rotate, the better. And I think uh, probably this uh, is probably the first choice for the minutes. But, uh, yeah, that gets us to the score prediction. And, hmm, man, it's, it's a tough prediction here. I think uh, there's going to be goals. I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. And, yeah, I mean, we uh, we walk away with the points on the road in a tough place to play. 
I would probably take that. Uh, it's uh, you know not the worst result in the world. But guys, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But that does it for the uh, almost the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who should be the first choice left winger when everyone is healthy? Should it be Caleb Wiley? Should it be Derek Etienne Jr.? Uh, I mean, there will be a fair amount of, uh, of rotation as we get through the season with all the competitions. But, uh, you know, maybe we see Caleb Wiley uh, start at, you know, right wing at times to uh, dispel Luis Araujo. So, you know, it could very well happen. But uh, let us know what you think. Looking forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.